Well, today, we're going to give our first Mother's Day sermon in the history of Restoration Road. So it's a special day. We just want to celebrate motherhood today. And if you don't mind, if I could just open up with a word of prayer to start. Heavenly Father, just bless the words I speak. Cause our hearts to understand. We thank you for moms, and we thank you for motherhood. And I pray that you just teach us through your word today, and let it be grace-filled and Holy Spirit-inspired. Amen. So one of my favorite scenes in the Passion of the Christ, a couple scenes, are the ones when it's an artistic expression, I know, but you see Jesus interacting with his mom. Does everyone remember some of those scenes if you saw the movie? And one of the scenes he is making a table as a carpenter. And he's outside making that table. And you see his mom call him in for lunch or dinner or whatever it was. And you see just him joking with her. You see laughter. You see smiling. Uh, and it's just great. It makes you really think because you always, you don't see it in scripture because scripture only gives us so much revelation. You realize that Jesus deeply loved his mom. And that him and Mary had a deep relationship where they loved each other. And Mary had this unique calling from God that she actually raised the Son of God. Then you see another scene where Jesus is carrying the cross and he's going towards where he is going to be crucified for the sins of the world. And he falls. And Mary, once again, as I'm thinking through this, you realize that Mary had to watch her son get murdered. Could you imagine that? Imagine that calling. Yes, it's wonderful. I get to have the Son of God, but I also have to watch him suffer. And then she's running towards him. Imagine a mom, a deep love of a mom, watching her son get tortured, and she knows it's the will of God, and it has to happen. And she's running towards him, and she has a flashback of when he was younger, and he fell, and she picked him up, because that's what moms do, right? They care for you. They love you. They protect you. They nurture you. And she has a flashback and saying, this is my son. That one made me shed a tear a little bit. You know? I can only imagine that Mary, the mother of Jesus, taught her son many things, many teachings. And I'm sure Jesus took them to heart and he learned from them and he honored them. So what we really want to talk about today is from, we're going to, I want to read a portion of scripture from Proverbs 6, 20 through 23, that talks about not forsaking your mother's teachings and honoring your mother's teachings. And um, so I hope we come away. They're going to say things like, write them on your, bind them on your heart and tie them around your neck. I hope we leave today and we remember some of our mom's greatest teachings to us that have guided us through life that we've put written on our heart and we've tied around our necks in a spiritual way and we've remembered what they taught us and they've guided us through life because many of our mother's teachers teachings will really and we'll get into it i don't want to give you the whole message but let's read the scripture it says my son keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching bind them on your heart always tie them around your neck when you walk they will lead you when you lie down, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk to you, with you. For the commandment is a lamp and a teaching, and the teaching a light. And the reproofs of discipline 
are the way of life. So I want to start here. Do not forsake the teaching of your mom, of your mother. Your mom has a lot of wisdom to impart to you. And it comes from a place that, a deep place of a mother's love. They, maybe your mom taught you about God. Maybe your mom taught you about philosophy. Maybe your mom taught you how to cook. Maybe your mom taught you about art. And she taught you many things. And I'm sure there are certain lessons in your life that you say, you specifically remember, my mom just taught me something. That's a gem. i got to tie that around my neck for the rest of my life. And so when it says tie you around your neck, of course it's talking spiritually. But I'll give you an example. I have a chain because I've wore a chain since the day of my birth. It has a little thing on it. And what it says on it is, do not fear, only believe. It's the words of Jesus. And so it helps me in life. You don't need a chain. I don't want to get legalistic. It's just an example. But I've always battled anxiety. I mean, ever since I can remember being alive, I've battled being stressed out. I need a constant reminder that God is in control. In the words of Jesus, I said, I'm putting the words of Jesus right here so I remember do not fear, only believe, because faith always overcomes fear, and I need to remember that. So today, what I want you to be thinking of is your mom taught you some things. What do you need to write around the neck of your heart so you keep remembering that as it guides you through life? And in this text, it talks about a few ways that a mother's teaching helps you out. The first thing it says is it keeps us from getting lost. Our mother's teaching... When it's wise and when it's born out of love, it keeps us from getting lost in life. How many people do you see wandering, needing clarity, needing direction, and those kind of things? A mother's words can help guide us through life. Some of our mom's teachings can be essential when we're trying to think through decisions in life. We're trying to think through how we should act. Those kind of things, we need to hold our mother's teaching. It says, when they walk, when you walk, they will lead you. It then goes on to say, they will speak to you at the end of the day. Do you guys realize at the end of the day, that's when all the thoughts sometimes come? All the anxiety? That's why people have trouble sleeping? Because we get all the distractions during the day, right? Let me get to work. Let me go out, do this. Let me do the hobby. Let me do this. Then you want to lay down at night and say, oh, shoot, I got to think about that stuff that I'm really supposed to be thinking about. And all of a sudden, the restlessness, you get up, you throw down 10 Oreos. That kind of stuff happens. At that time, at least that's my case. <laughs> what happens with a mother's teaching is when the peaceful, wise words of your mother are remembered, even when you're lying down, they help bring peace and clarity to a situation. Amen? You remember those words and you say, that's bringing peace. So I don't have to take this time before bed worrying. I remember the words of my mom. Then it goes on to say, her voice stays with you as you begin the day. How many... People, there's mom's voice stays with them. Even during the day, through life, through the month, you remember the voice of your mom. It stays with you throughout the day. It says when you wake up, that voice is there, almost like speaking to you, talking to you, saying things to you. A beautiful thing that happens is when a mom teaches a wise and a loving and a caring message to their child, that teaching stays with you for the rest of your life. It becomes a voice that speaks to you. One of my greatest joys as a dad is Natalie does devotionals with Kara every night. Kara got this devotional 
book, and she is a creature of habit. So when she likes something, it needs to be thrown in the routine of every day. So she will not let one night go, well, Mama, you've got to do this devotional with me. So as a father, I love listening in the other room as they do this devotional, and Talia jumps in it too. And they do this devotional, and they talk about the things of God, and they talk about responding well with love and with kindness and serving and those things. And as a dad, I'm like, I love that. You know why I love that? Because those words are going to stay with my daughters for the rest of their life. And when they're rooting in the gospel and they're rooted in the things of God, that is some of the most powerful stuff there is. I even hear my daughters sometimes, I can hear, almost hear them responding to the voice of their mother's teachings. Like, so Natalie has always taught my daughters, Talia and Kara, to dress modest. That's been one of the major teachings, and I come alongside and I reinforce it too. So you can see them when they see stuff like dancing with the stars. Watch it, have fun. But sometimes they ain't dressed right. Let's not lie to each other up here. And so you'll see Talia go, when someone's wearing like dental floss, Talia will be like, Mama, that's inappropriate. That dress is inappropriate. And Mom, that dance move is inappropriate. Like you can hear those teachings coming through. And Kira kind of says with an attitude, like she'll do this not with Dancing with the Stars. She's like, she got a thing with booty shorts? She's like, are those booty shorts? <laughs> That's her way of saying those shorts are inappropriate. My mother taught me that. So those teachings of our mom go throughout all of life, and they stay with us. They guide us. They keep us. They move us forward. And if you're really looking at this text, and I want everyone, some of the people who have not got married and not found someone yet, I want you to hear these words because they're important and you can live by them. Because actually in this text, you read these three verses, in the next verse, it's actually Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived. It's him hearing from his mother in Proverbs. And she says, be careful of this type. He was, he's a man, so he said, be careful of this type of woman. Stay away from this type of woman. One of the best ways, the best advice, the best sense that a mom can have a lot of times, in the best way, is they know when you should be dating someone or you should be getting rid of them. You guys hear what I'm preaching right now? I don't know what is built inside of moms, but just like this dude is not right, hit the curve. Do you guys hear me? There's something inside that you need to listen to your mom when it comes to that. Because he says, I'm telling you, there's something in there like superhero-ish that's in moms. And so I'll just give you an example. And I don't want to keep going to the story. But Natalie said no to me the first time I asked her out. The Lord has forgiven her and blessed her. <laughs> but what happened is Nancy really liked me. So everyone knows Nancy's so loving. I would come, I started coming to the church. Nancy would come up and talk to me. And I'd say, all right. I had put it in the back of my mind. Natalie was done. She had her chance. But Nancy, Nancy kept talking to me. And one day, Nancy came home and said, I saw Joey Thompson playing basketball. What do you think about him? He's cute. Yeah, she said that. And Natalie said, he asked me out, and I said no. And Nancy, with a beautiful response, said, what? You said no? I think you should really rethink that. But Nancy one is my greatest ambassadors, <laughs> right? Because moms have that sense. They talk to their daughters, they talk to their sons, and they say, this is a keeper. You really need to think this through on this person. So that's just a little gem, a little treasure. Tie that thing around your neck, take it with you. 
The teachings of our mother are a lamp and a light in our lives. Not only does this text teach us to remember and hold fast to our mother's teaching, it also implies that we need, as moms, so the moms here, that we need to be teaching our children the most important things in life. So the most important thing that my mom ever taught me was the gospel of Jesus Christ. That was the most important thing she ever taught me. It stayed with me for the rest of my life. And there's one situation I remember. When I was young, I had trouble paying attention, period. The attention span of a fly. Now it's a large fly. But I couldn't focus, so I couldn't learn how to read. And I had trouble in academics and all these kind of things. That All those things that need an attention span, I would have trouble with. So I was down on myself one day, and I think I even kind of fell. Like, it was like a scene out of a movie. I fell, so I'm like, life's bad. I feel bad for myself. And my mom came up, and she was like, listen, Joey. She made up a little song. She said, and I'll never forget it. She said, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can read. You can write. You can put up a strong fight. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And I stuck, that stuck with me. I'm not going to sing the melody. But that stuck with me to this day. How do I remember that song? To this day, every time, because I'm pretty weak, so every time I think something, I'm too weak to handle something, I realize that God's strength will cause me to overcome. So I never back down from anything intimidating. Because I don't measure my strength when I look at something. I measure God's strength and what that is for me. So those are the kind of things as moms I would encourage you. Teach your children the gospel. Teach them to love God and to love others with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. That is the most important thing you can teach your children. And I just want to talk about a few ways for moms who will, who are raising children. And this can be any age. Any age. Continue to teach your children. The first things, this one might not be for older children. Moms, read your Bible with your children. Get something that is contextualized to their age. So moms of younger children, it's so important that you read the Bible with your children. So important. And there's great ones out there like um, the Storybook Bible. It tells the whole redemptive narrative of Jesus and how he's the hero. Kids love it. And we got the things like devotionals and those. There's a lot of contextualized books out there to read to your children. It is vital. Secondly, pray with your children and for your children. Pray with them. Cultivate a prayer life in them and pray for them. And also, dads, if you slip in there, when you're praying with your children, thank God for their mom with them. That's crucial. Say thank you for mom. The next thing is, moms, make sure church is a priority to your children. This is huge. This is absolutely huge because culture has shifted. And I have nothing against sports. I love sports. I have fun. The basketball playoffs are my favorite time. But in many ways, sports has taken the place of church. You know, I, I talk to many guys. They, they treat Sunday like it's... It, it, uh, so holy means set apart. They treat Sunday like it's set apart from football. Like, how dare you ask me to go out to the Patriots are playing then? you're talking about like everything's so holy and there's a tradition like we got to be careful so moms there's a term out there called soccer mom right enjoy soccer Kira loves soccer take your kids to soccer games 
But I'd love it to be a new phrase called gospel mom. Right? Because soccer moms, you see the t-shirts, it's like, we're going to 15 events today. My kids do sports. We're going to do this. Let's try gospel mom. Let's try, I have my kid at every church event. <laughs> you can have some days off. We're not that type of church. But I'm going to have my kids at every church event. I'm going to make them, I want them to hear the gospel as much as possible. I want them to be around the people of God and be influenced by the people of God. I want them to hear the teachings of Jesus. My mom made us go to church. And that was horrible in my teen years. Horrible. I'd have stuff thrown at me, pillows. I get up. If you live in this house, you're going to church. It is so important, moms. Pigskins are going to pass away. 99.5 of your kids are not making the pros. My fault, 99.9. They are not making the pros. That soccer ball is not going to matter. Those pigskins are passing away. That baseball bat is going to go in the garage. But the gospel never passes away. Do you guys hear what I'm preaching? You can give your kids, you have this short time to influence them in the things of God. Get them around the people of God to hear the gospel of God. That is going to change your kid's life forever. Mom, show your children grace. Show your children grace. We are not ultimately trying to teach our kids rules to follow but a God to know that then transforms their heart and they follow those rules out of a genuine heart that loves God. That's what's really happening with the gospel. Because we can learn how to follow the rules, but in our heart we can be far from God. We are trying to bring our children to the gospel of grace and to God so that they will get to know God. So the rules that you teach them to live by, they will follow out of a pure and a genuine heart. That's the gospel. Because you're going to have to show grace to your children. And moms, we're going to have to receive grace, right? What I realize is, there's a perfect father, right? God the Father is perfect. There's a perfect son, Jesus. There's never been a perfect mom and never will be a perfect mom. Every mom will be flawed. And that's okay. Because Jesus... Pay the price. Moms, you're doing a fantastic job. You're never going to do a perfect job, but Jesus did the perfect job on your part. Do you guys hear that? Too many moms are too hard on themselves. None of us are perfect. Dads, moms, brothers, sisters, friends, we are flawed. We are broken. We're going to make mistakes. Sometimes do things wrong, but God's grace covers you. Do you guys hear me? You're a great mom. God loves you, and he's teaching you little by little. Rest in the gospel of grace. Every mom needs to extend the gospel of grace to their own mom, as they will need the same in return. Right? We extend grace because we need that grace. Secondly, maybe some of us never became mothers, or some of us will never become mothers. I want you to hear from me today that you have no less value as a woman and you are not less loved by God. I just want you to hear that, because culture teaches that sometimes. It's great to be a mom, but if you're not called to be a mom, and you just, whatever circumstance it was, you didn't become a mom, you are fully loved by God, and of full value to God. Do you guys hear what I'm preaching here? That is so important in our culture to hear. You know, my great-grandmother was raised by nuns, a bunch of women who never had children, but they had spiritual children. 
Do you know what I mean? What a story. Great-grandmother dropped off in a convent raised by nuns. Women who loved God, who were loved by God. And they helped raise my grandmother, and through the generations, here I am. I do want you to think about this. If you never became a mom or maybe never will become a mom or not a mom right now, there are people who need mother figures in their life. You always have father figure, right? There are people who need mother figures in their life. There are people who have lost moms or maybe their moms abandoned them. There's a lot of things that could happen. People need mother figures. Look for opportunities in your life. Maybe God put someone in your life you can be like a mom to, that you can care for and love them. Because there's a lot of motherless people in this world that could use a mom, a spiritual mom, to care for them and love them. Amen? And here comes your gospel assignment. I hope you guys are doing it. I'm going to start calling, checking up. Who's doing their gospel assignments for the last two weeks? You don't have to raise your hand. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Here's your gospel assignment. Um... I want you to write three things down that your mom taught you, that your mom taught you, and those, those lessons that have stayed with you in your life. Write them down, and if you're able to call your mom, call her and thank her for those things. If you're in a situation where maybe your mom has passed away, or there's other circumstances where you can't talk to your mom, will you write those things down and thank God for your mom and what she did? That's the gospel assignment. And I want to go even further and ask you for this. For those who are comfortable with it, will some of you post those lessons on the city so we could see them, so we can just celebrate motherhood? You know, if you can just write down a topic, right? My mom taught, maybe it's one lesson, or maybe it's two lessons, maybe three. So as a church community, we just can celebrate motherhood and just look at those lessons and thank God for our moms. Amen? You know, three of the lessons, just to give you an example, Three of the lessons my mom taught me, I told you one of them. First was the gospel. Most important thing a mom can teach their child. The second thing, my mom always taught me not to be racist. From when I was young, she said, all men and women are created equal. Don't you dare judge someone by their race. It's about what's on inside, and God made all men and women equal. That stayed with me. I never, honestly, I don't think I've ever had a racist thought, because my mother got me young and said, don't you dare be racist. This is not how you should be before God. And that changed my, as a young, that shaped my heart. Because I was never racist. And because my mom said that to me and took me aside, I never uttered a racist slur. or thought I always, when I saw someone, they were a person. And that lesson has stayed with me throughout my whole life. The third thing is my mother taught me to care for the poor and the downtrodden. That stayed with me so much. I mean, as I told you, we had homeless people living in a house. We would have people who were recovering from addiction going through detox on our couch. There was a, we always had the downtrodden. We'd go every week to the Boston Common and we'd give out peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and clothes. They, homeless people were my friends. There was a, a man from El Salvador. He walked me to school. He carried my saxophone to school. I didn't want to play the sax. But my mother taught me that our cause, every cause of a person who followed God should be to care for the poor and the downtrodden. And those lessons have stayed with me through my whole life. So if you could write down some of those lessons this week and even post them to the city, if you'd be kind enough to do that, 
Um, I think that's a great spiritual exercise for this week. And finally, I just want to thank each and every mom here. I just want to thank every mom here. At Restoration Road, we thank you for the work of a mom. You know, just the other day, both kids were sick, and Natalie was, I had to work, and so Natalie was home with the kids. And that's torture. That's torture to stay home with two sick kids all day. So I had a Mother's Day gift. I had got it the week before, and I was going to save it for Mother's Day, but I said, it's been such a rough day, this gift's coming out early. And so I came in, and I got her a gift, and I said, I want you to know how appreciative we are as a family for you as our mom. And we kind of want to do the same thing today for anyone who's a mom. And if your mom's not here today but part of Restoration Road, we have a flower with her name written on it to bring home to her. So if you would be so kind to do that. Um, actually, now what George and Steve are going to come up, and they're going to give flowers out to all the moms. If the music team could go up there, and um, Jamie is going to bless us with the instrumental for all the moms. <laughs> And so I want our culture to be a culture at Restoration Roads that celebrates moms and thanks God that he created moms to care for us, to love us, and to teach us. So as they're passing them out, if you're a mom, you don't have to raise your hand because we get embarrassed here at Restoration Road. You can just give one of these and... um, George will give you out a flower. We have one for everyone that is a mom. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for your goodness, and I thank you for your grace, and I thank you for love, and I thank you for moms who teach us such valuable things that we keep for the rest of our life. I pray for those who are moms now and those who will be moms. I pray that you instill the gospel in them and that we raise our children and our future children in the ways of you. Amen.